welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privyet. It's really, really good to be with you again, and we have a return guest, and I'm so happy to have her with us again. It's Roxanne Kuchak, who's an intuitive empowerment coach at Creating Beyond. And yeah, I just want to welcome you back, Roxanne. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Samia. It's so nice to be back again. Yes, I'm so excited. Last time we had such a wonderful and rich conversation about actually, even before we got into the conversation, you did this amazing demonstration of a clearing process, of a healing process that you you engage in. And I must tell you, like, not only did I feel the benefit of it at that time, but I'm continuing to feel fabulous since. Um, and the, the, the process, whatever the issue was that you helped me clear, it stayed clear. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, one of the things I think we had just begun to touch upon last time, but we didn't really get to dig in because we were out of time, was this idea about relationships across lifetimes and the impact that it has on us now and our ability to be happy now and to have healthy relationships now so i would love to dig more into that with you today wonderful so there's so many types of relationships and and i'm sure you've heard people say oh my god everyone around me keeps doing the same thing why does everyone react to me this way like you're the common denominator So like everybody hear that, like if everyone's being mean to you or the same scenarios keep happening again and again, you are the common denominator. So it's not the world against you. It's something that you're emoting through your energy field. Like the way that people treat you or the way that you're asking to be treated. And if you look at it like this, if we do have past lives, I don't know if we do or not, it's not 100% sure, but you do have your genetics, you have your mother's belief systems, you have your father's belief systems, and then you have all of your ancestors' belief systems running through your DNA and their choices that they've made that is passed down genetically. And you're programmed to respond these specific ways. So if we're programmed to respond these specific ways and we have no connection to it, it just comes out of us. And you sit back and you're like, I didn't do anything wrong because you're not consciously aware of how you're acting out this genetic relationship energy. 
And if we did have past lives, then you're looking at like all of these other existences where if you want to talk about free will universes or non-free will universes. So in the non-free will, you everything was demanded. You were obligated. You knew the rules. You either played correctly or you didn't play correctly, whatever that means. But there's energy and there's these stipulations of who you're supposed to be based on the non-free will energies. And then the free will energy, and we come here and we're like, oh, we're in a free will universe. We have say, we have choice. But you didn't clear the non-free will choices. So those carry over and people are wondering like, why can't I have a great relationship? Why can't I be in a healthy relationship? Why isn't anyone choosing me? And then if you want to take it another step in another direction is that if we've had other relationships in other lifetimes, I'm going to love you forever. You're my soulmate. I will never choose anyone other than you. And your body dies and you're here in a new body. But those programs and those beliefs and those promises and those vows are still active currently here and now tripping you up. And you're like, I know there's this one person for me, but you might have 50 of them that you've promised to be together with forever, every single lifetime. I will love you forever, or I will provide for you forever. And then you show up in this lifetime and the person's not here and they're not providing for you. And we feel really jaded, like, where's my money? They said that they were gonna take care of me. They broke their promise. So if we could all be willing to look at all of our ancestral energy, how much of your ancestors' belief systems are running through your DNA? Just kind of look, if you could just glimpse as if you could imagine your Akashic Record energy. How much is your authentic energy and how much is your ancestors? I want you to imagine that you're just encapsulating all of your ancestors thoughts, feelings, emotions, patterns, programs, and stories, and shrinking them out of existence, out of your energy field. And then choose for you. And then if we look in our past life energy, how many of these unresolved, I'll love you forever, you're the one for me, no one's ever gonna replace you, will you now revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate? everywhere you have said it or anyone has said it to you and null and void all of those agreements now and shrink them down to less than nothing the perception of soulmate contracts we have a contract to be together forever and you've done it lifetime after lifetime and you're like ew i don't want to be with this person anymore <laughs> will you now null and void all of those soulmate contracts because when you have a contract, it feels sticky and heavy and you want to rebel. Like that's the natural response for some of these outdated programs is you want to rebel. So if you can release the contract, you might actually choose that person again out of choice instead of a contract making you be with that person. So all of that detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all. And everywhere you're waiting for the one that's going to complete you, will you now detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all and shrink it down to less than nothing. You are already complete and you would like a partner that is already complete. 
So everything that doesn't allow you to know that you are the other half to make your whole and they are the other half to make their whole and you come together in combination and creation to enhance each other's lives and move forward without completing each other's lives. Will you now detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete all the need to complete somebody else and instead choose, if you choose, to be a contribution to your partners and uplift each other. So everything that doesn't allow that, detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all. And all of those unfulfilled promises that we will be together forever, will you just allow them to actually delete once that body has passed over? You know, so the body dies in other lifetimes, let those energies die with the body. So each time you start over, you start over from choice. And everything that doesn't allow that, detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all and shrink it down to less than nothing. And then we look at some of the religions and cultures that have prearranged marriages, which are fine. <clears throat> but how many of you have been in those situations where your mate has been chosen for you? And now you're in this lifetime and it doesn't apply to everybody anymore. So you're waiting for like, where's my matchmaker? How am I supposed to find somebody on my own? I don't know how to find anybody on my own. Will you now detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete all of your need to have a matchmaker or be set up by somebody? Like somebody else's opinion of what's going to work for you is better than your own. Will you now detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all and shrink it down to less than nothing? And are you choosing for you? You know, are you choosing a mate that you would like to be with? Are you looking through your mother's eyes or your father's eyes of what they think would be the best mate for you? Can we now just detach from all of that and shrink it down to less than nothing? One, two, three, release. One, two, three, release. One, two, three, release. So how does that feel? Well, I consciously don't know what I might have released, but emotionally, I feel fabulous. I feel for sure like lighter and happier than I was even just a few minutes ago. Wonderful. And that's part of the thing is that we don't know what we've agreed to before. Mm. And I like, I kind of laugh sometimes when I say these things because I'm like, we have no idea what we've done. And like, I'm like, yep, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. And like, I let it release for myself as well because we don't know what we've agreed to, what we're expecting, what we're choosing, all of that. Detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all. And then mutual and one-sided arrangements. Like I've decided this is my partner and they have, they don't want anything to do with you. Yeah, so um, this idea of, whole on it's like really really fascinating for me and it was just making me think about you know um like some of the ways that like if you don't feel whole in yourself um like you mentioned already a little bit like referred a little bit already to how that can show up in our lives and um and I was wondering if you could maybe give just a few more examples of like 
um, how that can play out in our relationships now. That if I'm not feeling whole. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Well, a lot of us will feel homesick. We have a home planet that we long for. Familiar soul group members, old tribes from other lifetimes, that that wholeness, unity energy. So a lot of people are looking for their soulmate, but it's actually like the familiar energy that they feel most at home with. And if there are past lives, some of those planets might not exist anymore. So we have this longing and calling for a time and a place that's no longer available or accessible. Mm. So if that is what's happening for you, can we now just detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all and kind of make a connection from when it was complete and download it here now like that that piece that you feel like you're missing another way it can show up is if you know you've been separated from your parents or your parents have died young or you have been um, adopted out or you have all of this genetic memory and and programs running and you're like i don't know where they came from as if you need to know where they come from you know so you can have beliefs that are on the core level, which is this lifetime, genetic level, which is your DNA, um, history level, which is past life, and soul level, which is all that you are. And you can walk on the land and touch memories and activate other people's memories. So we're not really sure 100% where our thoughts, feelings, and emotions come from. Um, A piece of dirt is like a memory keeper. Like, so all of this stuff gets so confused and discombobulated and who am I and who am I not? So all of that that's up and active, just detach from it and shrink it down to less than nothing. But it's amazing how um, certain people will act just like people that they have never met before. Um, You know, like a a child, a grandchild can act just like their grandparent that they've never met or the same thing about like a child and a father that has been separated Um, and how that child can do so many similar things and patterns and just really the little nuances of who we are can be so dynamically similar to a parent, a grandparent through the DNA. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, am I being me? Or am I being my ancestors? Yeah. Am I being me? Am I reacting to how my ancestors believe? 
So that's another way to look at it is like, we're not fully free. And so we're, we're looking at like, is this my reaction or is this someone else or something else's reaction? Am I authentically being myself or am I just reading the energy and responding? So all of that, just step back from it, encapsulate all of it and shrink it down to less than nothing. And then you start having more awareness. Would I really react this way? Mm. Would I really choose this for myself? Or am I just choosing because the people before me have chosen this? Or I've been told I'm supposed to be in this class system. So every single lifetime I come in with no money and I stay with no money. Or every time I'm middle class, I can't go low, which is good, but I can't go higher either. Or, you know, you're born into old money and, you know, there's such an energy on the planet that old money is better than new money. So what's the point of creating your life with money if, if your new money doesn't count for anything? So all of that, detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all and shrink it down to less than nothing. We need to like really feel out our worlds, like what's creating for us, what works for us, what doesn't work for us. What do we want in our life? What do we not want in our life? And keep the good and discard the bad because you can have that whole energy of opposites attract. And I know that that was a big theme in my life. And I thought, oh my God, with opposites attract, if I'm good enough to be bad, there has to be this constant battle and, and fighting for superiority and like, oh, it's exhausting. So what if we could just be in relationships because somebody's choosing to be there. And if you're not choosing to be there, then you can leave. So that's kind of how I look at all of the genetic things. And, yeah. every, you know, they always say you're going to play out like your mother. You're going to be just like your mother, just like your father. And it's like, oh, and then you start speaking the way you're like, wait, I turn into my mother. Oh, I turn into my father. Oh, and it's programmed and expected. Like teenagers have to be bad. You know, they're all going to be awful little teenagers. What if they didn't have to be awful little teenagers, you know, terrible twos? What if your kid didn't have to be a nightmare, you know, but we project so much yeah. of how we're supposed to show up that we just fall into it. Mm. And you know what you're making me think about now is when we think about what life really is truly all about, what the purpose of our life is especially at a soul level you know there is this idea that our souls are here to learn something and i think it has to be the case that one of the most fundamental lessons that we need to learn is about freedom and how to live free lives and the fact that we have all of these things that attach us or that attach to us or that we attach ourselves to these are really meant to be opportunities for us to learn about being truly free because like our spiritual nature like spirit divine spirit is freedom you know and and we're trying to melt back into that divine spirit and so how can we truly melt back into the divine spirit 
as long as we are holding on to any kinds of attachments, you know. But the whole belief of the body, the body's going to create separation. Mm. You have to remember or forget or like all of that stuff that our poor bodies have to go through just to uphold our nonsense belief systems. <clears throat> like pain has to be significant and all of these different things of like, <clears throat> and I see it all the time in my business is that, you know, there's somebody that like, oh, my ideal mate has this type of body and they're active and they do all of these things because once I get that, then maybe I'll do that. Mm. It's, but really, if you're not doing it now, are you really going to do it when you have that mate that does it? And if that mate is looking for a partner to be active and healthy and social with, and you you lie and say, oh, I'm going to be that person. How is that relationship going to work? Yeah, you know, I'll I'll be thin when I'm with that person, or I'll be healthy when I'm with that person, or I'll be happy when I'm with that person. It's like, what makes you think that that person would choose you if you're not already it? Mm. And then we get disappointed because we fantasize about our ideal partners and what our life's going to be with them someday, instead of living your life today. Right, and even just wanting your partner to be something other than who you are, you're really just projecting your own own need. Um, and it's coming from this place of not feeling whole in yourself, not feeling enough in yourself as you were uh, talking about earlier, you know, this idea of being whole in yourself. So it's like, be happy now be happy with who you are as you are now and if there's something that you want to change about yourself go ahead and do it like don't wait for someone else to pull you or push you into that and then when it doesn't work out the way that you think it should then you've got this person to blame and you know it's just an endless cycle. It's like, you're either gonna blame yourself or blame them. I shouldn't have picked this person. They don't really see me. They don't really know. We don't tell people what we really want. We just expect everybody to read our minds and give us what they, we think they should give us instead of having these open conversations of, this is what I would like in a relationship. What would you like in a relationship? But we assume that the other person's just gonna psychically or energetically get it and just know us because if they love us they would know us oh, <laughs> not mm. always the case. yes oh my gosh i think if i have a pet peeve that i've developed about relationships <laughs> it's this this expectation of if you love me then you will know what i'm thinking feeling needing wanting and I, I mean, I, maybe it's just because I personally feel really challenged. Like I definitely have a slightly socially challenged personality in the sense that I can find it very difficult to actually uh, perceive what other people are thinking, feeling and needing, wanting. And I really appreciate and uh, need even a lot of times for people to 
explicitly let me know what it is that they're thinking, feeling, needing, wanting, because until they do, I don't get it. Or it's very difficult for me to get it, you know, and it's just, I don't want to have to always be struggling in that way in, in my relationships. And so, you know, the healthiest relationships that I have, uh, this is like something that I have been able to express in these relationships. And this is like something that, like, for example, my sister, I think is like one of the people in my life that I have the healthiest relationships with and uh, and because you know she really respects um, my like where I am at in terms of my ability to to understand or not um, you know where she is at and she regularly checks in with me she's like Samia did you pick up on this did you pick up on that uh, and she actually even now helps me out like when uh, we're in a social situation or even with our wider family she was like did you notice this happening with our dad or our mom or this cousin when they said this did you realize that they were feeling like this or they were wanting that and sometimes I'm able to say yes and a lot of the times I'm like oh no I totally did not pick up on that. Thank you for <laughs> alerting me. <laughs> and it's just, um, you know, made my life so much easier to have this kind of openness and uh, not feel the pressure of, you know, like having to figure it out on my own, um, uh, you know as a sign of how much I love my sister or anyone else in my life for that matter that oh my gosh right and and you know you might not have had those cell receptors in that experience so it's like you're closed off to it because it's not part of your reality and then you're trying to explain and understand and you're like I don't get it because I don't play there so it's hard when people come up with their with their shock and their trauma and their devastations and how dare you and it's like how dare I what I have no idea what you're talking about yeah. you know but so many people expect us to poke our heads into their world and read them and it's not always accurate even for the best of the best to do it right so you know, some of us are mind readers, but like, again, what's the block? What's the catch? And, you know, we say, oh, it's okay. You don't have to do this, but you know that they want you to. So it's like cutting through all of those games and manipulations and eliminating that from your world and asking for somebody that authentically shows up and you can have an actual conversation with, without games, without fighting, without arguing. And again, it's not about like, Polar, uh, polar opposites, opposites attract, and you don't have to have total similar people. You want somebody 50-50 that you agree with and you can disagree with, and they're not gonna be stomping out the door mad at you every time you have a your own opinion. Yeah, you know what you just made me think of is some research that I read. Um, this was actually like years ago, back when I was still a student in, um, UCLA I was a psychology major and you know we were like learning about some research 
that is a, very clearly established now actually um you know this debate that people have about oh um do opposites attract um you know or is it better to be with someone who's more like you etc actually uh relationship psychology uh, research has solved that problem it's not a mystery anymore and what the conclusion according to the research was that um you know the differences that we have as people that is what adds like spice to the life to our life to our relationships and of course that's important um mm-hmm. and you want a certain level of spice and in in that context like variety and difference um but the glue of a relationship is really the commonalities that we have so you also need to have a certain level of commonality and and you have to um like in the context of healthy relationships the things that you have in common matter because like the the i mean you can have things in common that are superficial and you know they're not really that important to you and so they won't be a very strong glue so you want to make sure what you have in common are the things that are really super important for you you know like in terms of your values and ethics etc and um similarly with differences there are things that you can have difference and actually add more spice in your life more excitement in the relationship um but those differences shouldn't be about things where you need them to be <laughs> the same for yeah. that glue That's in the relationship yeah polar opposite like i love they hate you know like we don't have to love everything the same yeah. but we don't have to hate everything the same so it's it's like 40 60% yeah. you know, of of opposite it doesn't mean 100 100 I'm on one end or on the other and you're battling like and what is that going to create for either right one's always gonna feel rejected one's always going to feel overtaken disempowered overpowered and you know when it's more matched energetically you know based on thoughts feelings emotions desires hopes goals targets that you want out of your life and when you have that similarity is as you said that's the glue that keeps them together that they're like well there's more than more of this than there is not yeah let's work through this yeah but if it's like on polar opposites you're like there's there's no way there's no way you're ever going to fully get to a common space if one's pushing this one the other one's pushing that way mm-hmm. that's true and i mean it's not like we can't change our energy so it's like even if someone is at a different energy from you you could change create change certainly in your own energy to match theirs but do you really want to is that really um the wiser thing to do in some situations it might be like if if to raise your like for example if to change your energy to match the other person means that you are going to raise your energy up level your energy in a positive way 
maybe that's an awesome thing uh, to strive for. But if it means that you will have to bring your energy down, um, you, you know, to a more negative state, then I don't want to do that. But again, if there is that belief that polar opposites, you might shift and then they shift. It's like you switch places. Ah, always that shifting you know like fight energy so that's something i look at too because i've seen that happen where one person is like okay i get it i get it and then they finally agree with their partner after all these years and then the partner's like wait a minute maybe you were right and then they totally flip roles and it's just like give it up just give it up at that point or you know don't fight about these things that are totally non-significant or insignificant or don't even belong to you so Politics, right one has this point of view one has that point of view and it's like mm, i don't know <laughs> right something have to agree not to agree on and move on you know either together or separate mm. but there should be those like non-negotiables this is somebody that I want to spend life with and depending on what it is no cheating no no drugs no whatever whatever your preference is they should match and they, they, that energy should be exposed up front instead of you know oh we've dated six months you don't want me to do that well i didn't really want you to do it from the beginning but i didn't want to ruin the relationship and then that person feels like they're pressured into staying in the relationship because they've already invested time right <sighs> yeah oh my gosh relationships can be really tricky and they don't have to be exactly and it's all choice what do you want to do you want to if it there's a fight at the beginning do you want to keep investing in that fight or do you want to start creating beyond the fight and eliminating some of those possibilities that are just a no you know when people like people say oh yeah i'm gonna totally be that and you know they're lying you know you can feel that they're lying believe that response that they're lying and move on but we waste so much time giving them the benefit of the doubt and Maybe they're not that way and making up these stories and we put blinders on. And then years later, you're like, oh, I knew that when I met him. <laughs> Go with your gut instinct as much as possible. Yeah. Not everybody deserves a chance. That's a whole big lie. Well, everyone deserves a chance. No, not if it's not a match. If it's a no for you, honor that no for you. Right. And I mean, they may deserve a chance, but not in the context of you having to be in an intimate relationship with them or in a specific kind of relationship with them. Everyone may deserve a chance in terms of they have the capacity and the opportunity to create change in their lives for themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, you can... Uh, cheer them on or wish them well in that process um you know to whatever extent you're able to do that um but it's ultimately not your responsibility to change anyone else or to um yeah make that happen for someone else be you know? that person they want you to be when it's not you 
So that's kind of the energy with, you know, not everybody, like just because they choose you doesn't mean you have to choose them back. Right. If you let them go and you open up that space, then they could find somebody that would actually choose them. Right. And just because you don't choose them doesn't mean no one else will. Yeah. That is so true. Ah, Roxanne, you just keep making me thinking of thinking of more and more things to talk about. And I have to restrain myself and begin to wrap up for today. Do you have any last thoughts or words that you'd like to share just for right now? Just this energy of like fighting for love, fighting to keep love alive. Like if you weren't fighting it and you weren't trained to fight it, would you choose it? So step away from all that you're fighting for, fighting with, and detach, resolve, dissolve, cancel, complete it all, and shrink it down to less than nothing. And I want to thank you, Samia. This is so fun. So thank you for having this talk with me today. (laughs) Thank you, Roxanne, for coming back and sharing more of your wisdom and healing. And you just, I love how you just incorporate the process of healing and releasing just even in just the way that we have our conversation it's like really really wonderful and I so appreciate it and so for everyone who is listening make sure you check the show notes because we will be adding Roxanne's links in the show notes so you can connect with her and if you need some help some support in releasing whatever you need to release please get in touch with her I'll also drop my links in the show notes in case you want to get in touch with me and yeah until we connect next time I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy thank you